0: What is up, guys? Welcome to The Real Build. I'm your host, Bill Ryman, your broker builder. What I'm going to be doing with this show is actually showing you guys what exactly you need to look for prior to buying, building, selling, or even renting a home. I'm going to bring in some of the top people in the industry so we can dive deeper into discussion about these topics and really give you guys the tools you need to learn and know prior to making one of the biggest purchases of your lifetime. So with that being said, guys, welcome to The Real Build. Welcome to The Real Build. I'm your host, Bill Ryman, your broker builder. And this is episode 12. And today we got a guest coming from Keller, Texas. And his name is Austin Dinger. What's going on, Austin? Austin? What's up, Bill? Thanks for having me on, man. (laughs) Thank you for coming on. So you are currently with your company, Austin Construction in Keller, Texas. You know, so what I usually like to do and to get started is I kind of ask about your background and how you got into the building industry. So let's start there.
1: Yeah. So my dad, I grew up around construction to begin with. My dad is the one that started Austin Construction um, the name Austin Construction took effect in 1993, which is when I was born. Uh, but he's been doing remodeling and building homes way before that. Um, he, I was talking to him earlier, and he couldn't remember what year he started. So it's been in the family for a long time, man. And I and, uh, went to college and kind of realized that wasn't really my route. And I really enjoyed being around construction, being out in the field, leading the guys, um, everything about that stuff. So.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to have you on this too, because your story's pretty kind of it's pretty similar to mine too. Um, you know, I got in, I've been in it, grew up in it, my whole entire life, uh, background in it as well, and uh, my dad's been doing it for many since I was born as also. So, growing up in the industry, what do you know? We're both in it and yeah, uh, we're both loving it. So, anyway, so what uh, you you kind of got into this? So the what. What year did they start Austin, or what year did you guys start Austin Construction, and uh, what was his reasoning behind starting it?
1: So it started in 93 is when Austin Construction, the name, came into play. My dad's grown up around that his whole life, just kind of, you know, blue collar working growing up, working through all the trades, Um, and he actually has his degree in business and was doing that for a while and decided he wanted to uh, give building a shot. That's what he grew up around and it just kind of took off from there and the name's been around ever since then. Um, and really just, uh, he enjoys as much as I do just being out in the, you know, it's cause every day is something different. So no job is ever the same. It's always a new challenge. You're not sitting in the same place behind a desk all day long. So.
0: No, it's just, yeah. Can't beat it, man. Custom, especially custom home building. You never build the same house twice. You know? No, I've never do the
1: same clients twice. Either. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, what do you guys just dig, dive in deeper into what you guys are doing? So what are you guys building in Texas? and how exactly are, so how exactly are, are the homes built so our listeners can, you know get a better understanding of your construction process. Obviously, we're different down here in Southwest Florida, but let's discuss uh, your process from the ground up. Yes.
1: So, you know, in Florida, you guys are block built a lot, being near the coast and dealing with foundation issues in Texas. Majority of Texas is pretty flat. There's not a whole lot of elevation change. So we are slab on grade built. Um, unless you're around the lake or have serious elevation, then, you know, we'll do the the first floor up can something, you know, in that area can be block built. Um, we're stick built here, which stick building is just two by four, two by six framing. Um, other than that, I mean, it's probably pretty similar for the for you know me and you from there. Um, building wise, we do a lot of you know nowadays it's your modern farmhouse, which is thanks to HGTV. Yeah, uh, we get a lot of that. You know, your single single story ranch homes with uh, one acre lots are really popular. Um, you know, kind of being in the DFW area, you have a mix of every type of building possible. So. You have your uh, real modern industrial-looking homes with a lot of metal siding on them, stucco. Um, you've got your traditional brick home, southern-style home. And then, you know, obviously now with the, with the modern farmhouse. And that's mostly what you see around here, um, other than that would be apartments. But.
0: Okay, so you're doing – I know I, I'm looking more into you guys and your company. You guys are doing some uh, larger remodels as well. Um, you seen the same kind of trend, kind of doing more of the farmhouse look within those remodels?
1: Yeah, for the most part, I mean, depending on what part of the area, uh, we're in of DFW, you know, if we go out just a little bit, then absolutely it's all uh, real modern farmhouse will come in. You know, everybody wants a big great room when you walk in vaulted ceilings, the beams up there with the big old kitchen and a big island for everybody to hang out at. We get closer to downtown. It's more of the traditional style home on the outside. Then we come in and it's a lot of the same thing, open floor plan. The the look will be a little different. It's a little more refined than I would say the the modern farm ranch style is. Um, So, you know, a lot more neutral colors there. Um, Probably doesn't have a whole lot of beams and woodwork in those. But it really just depends, you know, kind of what part of the area we're in. But yeah, I mean, really... As far as remodeling goes, the trend definitely is opening everything up, and that's how everything is built around it. for the most part. Everybody wants that open floor plan. That's what we got to have. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. Uh, opening that up and things like that. So.
0: Yeah, we're seeing a lot of that too. Obviously, the great room, a uh, lot of glass here. Uh, everybody wants the sunlight and everything in and opening to the outdoors, especially since we're so seasonal down here. Uh, you know, the people come here in the winter, it's nice out. They want to open up the house and, um, we're seeing, I'm starting to see a little bit more coast. We're kind of coastal contemporary. I actually talked about this on the last podcast I did, uh, with, with the panel discussion, but we're, we're seeing a little more contemporary coming to our homes. I don't know if you're seeing that where you're at, uh, but it's kind of a cool look. All Everything's straight lines, very sleek hidden lighting, um, ceiling, you know, a lot more ceiling detail, not a lot of, we're kind of shying away from the crown moldings. Yeah. Um, you know, it's obviously still doing casing and baseboard, but it's definitely changing from, I mean, probably five, six years ago it was Tuscan and Mediterranean homes here. So it's kind of a good change to see. Are you, So you as far as that, anything else design wise that, you can think of that you'd recommend to if anybody is building or doing a remodel? Yeah. I mean, just
1: some of the trends, you know, like the, the, the it's funny to see some, I don't know if y'all do that or not, but some of the you know old school appliances have pastel colors to them uh, and a lot of gold <laughs> and that's coming back around, man. It's really, I mean, that's before my time probably four years too, but uh, I've seen that coming back around. Like we talked about, I was at a trade show earlier today and saw every color appliance you can think of in there and um so stuff like that's come back like you said the sleek design that we haven't the last home last two homes we built have not had any crown molding in them and then the texture was smooth and one and very very light in the other one so it's just uh you know versus how it used to be real heavy skip trial so yeah. getting away from all the heavy dark colors and everything's real light airy open um and then the you know your your tile in certain rooms is like what would be the term for that statement tile? I guess what mm-hmm. you would call that um, pattern tile is kind of coming back around where you, you know, you lay it in and it kind of almost creates some type of picture. So I would say we've seen a lot of that too. So,
0: yeah. And the funny thing about that too, is like the stuff that's coming back from the pad. Cause it all, as you know, it all circles around, but I mean, even with uh, with my dad or whatever, he kept some of the faucets that he took out of his house back in the nineties, he said, these are going to come back one day. They were like brass faucets and you're starting to see a little bit of brass come back now too. And he's saying, I told you so, but it's just funny how it circles back around. But, um, anyways,
1: the design studios around here and it's literally nothing but brass gold. I mean, you know, for a while it was all about stainless steel and black and this and that. Now it's like, it's funny what's coming back around.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I always, one thing I always do on every show, I discuss quality in every kind of field. I mean, but with us as builders, quality materials with every builder uh, is important. I mean, you try not to skimp, cut any kind of corners. That's the way we are. I'm sure that's the way you are as well. What materials are you guys using or things are you doing to stand out from your competition in your area?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a huge deal to me. I mean, we talked briefly down the phone just talking about honey. Mm-hmm. Joe blow with the truck nowadays can jump yeah. into how it causes problems for the consumer. Um, so a couple of things that I always like to highlight whether somebody's going to build or buy is the performance of the home. And know, you're talking about in your last podcast is your millennials, they care about look and the older crowd cares about performance, but in uh, the longevity, when you buy it, performance is key. Mm-hmm. So we do, you know, there's house wrap and then there's different types of sheathing. We use a zip board and okay. I prefer zip board over house wrap one. Um, the membranes on it that repel the water, the wind versus your house wrap. If a storm comes through and the wind picks up, it could tear the house wrap. It can blow it off. So you got to go back to square one reinstalling it. And then if it ever gets a hole in it somewhere like that, you can get moisture that can wick through, uh, get into the insulation, things like that with the zip board system. Um, all the joints are taped and seamed, kind of similar to uh, how drywall would be done. So, and it provides uh, the exterior performance that we're looking for before you put your final siding on.
0: Gotcha. So so just to cover, what is zip board so everybody knows?
1: The zip board is the sheathing, and on it the, on the, goes on the outside of your house before you either break it, uh, stucco it, do your metal siding or your batten board. That's what protects the um, your home from the elements from coming through, that would be your sheathing. Um, Another thing we use is it's a new product that's been around probably a little over a year now. It's a zip system. It's the subfloor and it's the squeak free. So instead of doing your traditional where you just screw it down, they have, I was actually talking about it with them today, different types of glue that hold it down. So you glue it and then you screw it. So you're keeping the movement from going forward and backwards and side to side, which prevents your squeak free, um, subfloor so when you're walking across you know you're upstairs or appearing up beam home and you hear the floor creaking and squeaking well our products won't do that um most builders now i see do it but the radiant uh roof decking to keep the heat out even more so i mean most every home we build has foam encapsulation period but uh anything to help with the heat in texas as well as you guys deal with it down there too just helps the home perform um uh, let's see so most of our uh, homes we do i'm rambling on now I didn't oh, fine. Out, but, <laughs> so it. We use uh, five eights in sheetrock versus a lot of guys go to the half in sheetrock to save on money with the five eights um and being in the hot climate you never have to worry about your sheetrock bowing in your ceiling if sometimes in the old garages and houses you can look at the ceiling and you'll see they have the waves in them from the sheetrock bowing over time with the five H rock, it's thicker, so we don't have that issue. Um, and so it's just another longevity uh performance in the home. And then two, so and I, here we go again.
0: No. So uh
1: <clears throat>
0: the, more, the more you can give, the better. That's the whole thing with this too, because it's all about yeah. giving information.
1: Yeah, that, I get rambling and going. No,
0: inside. you're fine. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, don't no. worry. Ram, ramble away. There's no yeah, time limits, so nothing. Energy testing
1: now is huge, and I'm sure you guys mm-hmm. do it down there too. But Energy you know, and all that, yeah, yeah. Different cities can choose what they want. We always do um, make sure you know you have to have your duct blast, door blast, things like that. But what we do is around the top plate of your home, we have a rubber gasket or a foam gasket that goes around there to prevent air from coming down inside the wall. So say it's hot, you know, it's 120 degrees in your attic, and you don't have that foam gasket, the heat can come down inside your house when your AC's on because it acts like a vacuum. You have hot air coming through your switches, which like a switch plate cover, which is right behind me, wherever that one mm-hmm. is back right there. And your plugs as well. And it also prevents dust and things like that. People that have asthma from circulating through your home. And a lot of people don't think about that, but the difference it makes when you go to energy test your home is out it's and it's amazing the difference it makes. Um to whenever we have all before we go to sheetrock. For performance testing, you know, we'll uh, foam in the back of all electrical boxes, all the penetrations in the ceiling where we have can lights at. Um, Yeah. So sealing up the home is a really big deal um, as well as, you know, for energy testing as well, but as for um, cooling, your cost of heating, all those different types of uh, energy stuff we have to pay for.
0: What do you, what about spray foam insulation? You guys doing any of that where you're at?
1: Yeah, we absolutely do, Um, and it's a huge deal in Texas being as hot as it is. Obviously, we don't have to really battle the cold as much as uh, the guys up north, but the heat here can be brutal, same down there. I mean, it was 105 here today, so the foam encapsulation is a little more money up front, you know, but it pays for itself tenfold in the lifespan of the house and keeping you cool and also sealing the house up even more uh, to prevent heat loss or heat gain in the summertime, so – yeah. yeah, and it
0: also helps firm up the trusses too. That's another thing. That's what. Yeah, we
1: push that as much as we possibly can. You know, sometimes it's just may or may not be in the budget. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but any chance we get, yeah, it's definitely a huge thing to have in your house. So.
0: Yeah, awesome information on that one. And um, so jumping on, you know, continuing with the custom home. So, what is it about you know a custom home builder that stands out more than your typical like? And I, I've asked this before to some guys. I like to hear your opinion on it. But you know that stands out more than your typical portfolio builder, kind of your track home builder, like some of these big guys that are you know completely developing subdivisions and so on. And why should people build with a custom home builder? In your opinion? yeah,
1: that's a great question, man. So I think there's several different ways to look at that one of them for me is anybody in a big metropolitan area that's a custom home builder and has been for uh, a while obviously has a reputation and they didn't get that overnight so they know what they're talking about they know what they're doing Um, building a custom home that fits your lifestyle is huge right I mean we spend more time in our house probably than anywhere else so being able to have a home builder that can Work with you, understand, and put your ideas on paper and make that a reality. Um, that's that's huge, right? So, um, that along with when you have a custom home builder, you're working with somebody that obviously you trust one, but two, cares about you as a person and sees you as a client and a friend versus the track on spec home builders. You're just a number um, mm-hmm. most of the time. And then they may not all be like that, but I would say majority of them are, right? They just see dollar signs where for us is this is what we do every day. So, you know, we care about our product. We want to show our product off. We want to take care of our customers, make sure they're happy because referrals are huge, right? I mean, that's how, you know, before social media came around, your dad, my dad, us, you know, that's how this thing got running was off referrals. And if you don't do a good job for somebody, they're not going to refer you. Um, Durability goes back to that track home builders, you know, they're not out there looking for the latest and greatest product. Hey, what makes my home stand apart from somebody else? Like we just talked about all those different things. Uh, and your your custom home builder is going to be more inclined to look for that stuff. Just make itself stand apart from somebody else. Um, and also working with somebody you can trust. You know, when you go work with the track home spec home builder, you might start the process with somebody here in the middle it's somebody different. By the time you get to the end, you're with the third or fourth person. Well, with the custom home builder, you're probably going to be with that same person you started with from beginning to end. And if not, you always have a way to get in contact with them. Um, So that would be a couple of the, without bashing anybody, that would be the way I would look at that with a custom home builder.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree with everything too. I've talked about this, like I said in the past and it's just, I mean, obviously you custom home builder, you're going to be more than likely paying a little bit more in the long run, but I've always said you get what you pay for hands down and oh, yeah. you're getting that close relationship compared to these big guys. You're never going to have, you know, somebody there. I mean, they probably have warranties, but who knows who they're sending to your house to deal with it or if they're even going to take care of it. You know right. what I mean? And it's, it's you, it's more personal as a custom home builder and we can do a lot more and change a lot more for them and so on. So highly agree with everything you said there. So another big topic um, that, you know, I kind of came up with and I started talking about it in the last podcast with these guys, but it's very important Is let's talk, you know, let's talk about the pre-planning stages. What should customers look for in this stage? So we both know, you know, that customers are going to shop builders. They all do, especially in custom home building, they're probably going to, you know, especially if they bring you a plan to bid, uh, they're going to probably bid it out to two or three builders, maybe even four, who knows. So what mm-hmm. can we do to help them select the right builder based on quality and also connection and not just based on price? Because I've had this many times where, you know, we, were p- we weren't picked because we were the higher number right. after explaining to them, you know, that what we have to offer and our, our experience and so on. Uh, the less expensive guy won and I've had it happen a few times, but they don't get the same quality and it ends up sometimes not all the time, but sometimes it, they end up having a lot of regret. So,
1: yeah, definitely. I mean, that happens more often than not um, around DFW because, you know, there's so many people here and there's so many people that think mm. they're a builder and now oh, I can do it for half the price and, you know, people, Money is money, right? We all want to save where we can, but there's a time and a place to spend it. And uh, that happens to, I see it happen a lot, but we get calls all the time, you know? But um, as far as looking for that and getting started with all that, I would talk to, you know, talk, obviously you want to talk to multiple builders and figure out what the best suit for you is and what the best builder for your needs are. Everybody's got uh, the right builder for them. I, you're not the right builder for everybody. I'm not the right builder for everybody. We have the clientele that we look for. So finding a good fit is really key to that because you're going to be working with that person, you know, six, seven, eight months, up to two plus years, depending on the size of the home. Um, So that would be a big deal. The pre-planning stage would be you don't have to have everything selected. You need to know kind of what you're looking for uh, in a nutshell so you can meet with the builder. They can give you a good estimate, you know, because if we're just plugging in allowances for everything, then they could be, you know, all over the board but when we kind of narrow down some things we can, you know, us, we, we do a lot of our own design work as well. So we can work with that client and help them continue to build their home, um, without having to go back to a designer three or four times, this and that. So finding somebody that you trust is huge. Um, knowing what you want for the most part before you begin, um, is a big thing too. And then, um, Check references, you know, I know you guys touched on this in the last podcast, but uh, any builder that's been around should have a healthy backlog of references, um, products they can show you, houses they can show you. And if they don't, uh, you know, there's little red flags all over the place all of a sudden, you know, always call, check your references and things like that. Um, as far as quality and price, you know, I talked to, you know, asking, hey, what are you guys using? You know, why, if so say that they did come in higher, why is your bid higher? Than this guy over here you know is it the expertise we're paying for is it the products the material what you know get a breakdown of why it's higher um and make sure your builders can give you a correct and solid answer ask any question that you're not sure about before you get into it um, you always want to know what's what you're getting into um and make sure that you can get your answers in a timely manner so i would just that would be kind of my take on that but you know trust is a big thing with your builder so make sure you have the right builder would be the biggest thing
0: yeah building the trust and i i I highly agree everything you said is spot on and there you know i've i've had people because they selected the the less expensive builder the cheaper builder and he was a lot less by a good amount and I don't know how that person did it, you know, at all, but these people went with them. And then you see, I've seen these people, There was probably three of them. And then they ended up being on the news because the builder took off with their money and didn't finish their houses. So, you know, one big thing that I always tell people too is there's a lot of builders, me and you talked about this too, you know, and especially now times are good everybody with a pickup truck decides to become a builder, you know, and they use somebody else's license or so on and just do your research. I mean, I'm in a smaller area, you know, and, but I mean, with the internet, you can type in anything. You can find out if they're there, they got lawsuits against them. You could find out a lot of information. So instead of just basing everything on price, you know, if I come in a hundred thousand higher than another guy for example that should you should question that too yeah. you know what i mean if there's such a big difference if there's a small difference okay but still you're going to want a uh, reputation and you're also going to want to the references and see how many houses they built and so on that's what i always recommend too because if it's a new guy and he's and, he, and he's only done two houses well you know he's there's still not a lot of experience there and you don't know what's going to happen to those two houses so spot yeah. on with a lot of stuff you said
1: yeah that too i mean also you can, you know you can talk to builders say what's your what's your process of building you know how do you guys work how does this what run me through the process of when we start you know what when do we have to do this selection that selection you know what are final approvals things like that run, have them run you through the process of how their company works um and make sure that's something that's going to work for you um you know there's plenty of like i said plenty of builders out there but just make sure you have the right one and make sure they're qualified the work you want to be doing you know you don't want to buy a mercedes and let honda build it you know yeah so
0: spot on so i want to i want to keep talking about pricing with you so because most customers fear getting you know screwed over as far as price it happens all the time uh especially i mean a lot of them got screwed on the last high, uh, you know, the high time back when things were really booming. And then, you know, a lot of them got taken advantage of. So you got a lot of weary people. I mean, I deal with it, too, as far as people building new homes with us. There's a lot of questions and so on. So, you know, they worry about constant upcharges and surprise costs during the building process. How can we prevent this as builders? I got into this a little bit on my last one, but it's very important. I want to dig deeper with you on it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think um, knowing like it goes back to starting to know what you want before you ever start your build, so we can go through with our selections, right? So when you have your selections done, um, as we're talking about upcharges here, so when you have all your most of your selections done, and the when the timeframe they need to be done, and there's really not much to question. I say, hey, I want to change this over there. Uh, I know for us personally, if it's a couple phone calls to get material swapped out, hasn't been started yet. I'm not going to do an upcharge on that, right? I'm not going to have a change order fee for things like that. Now it gets different when, you know, materials here, it's installed, it's custom order, things like that. But um, worrying about getting screwed over on price to me would be, you know, knowing the builder that has the expertise of knowing what you need and letting him explain to you why you need this material. So uh, if it costs more money, Hey, why do I need to spend money on this? When I can have the same thing over here and letting the builder explain to you what the cost uh benefit in the performance of this product versus what you know the product over here is um and that kind of goes across the board that can be broken down into any part of the building as far as products go you know there's always grade a and there's always grade b don't always have to have grade a sometimes grade b is fine but in in circumstances when we need it we need it um for the longevity and performance of the home make sure the customer's happy and it's going to perform how we said it would perform so just making sure that um you have an explanation of why you're going to need more expensive material when you don't, not sure if you need it or not.
0: No, it's good. I mean, as far as, you know, like in most people, you know, like if you get everything up front, which a lot of people, you try to, I mean, I try to too. I mean, we have a standard feature sheet that I list out everything room by room. I think I explained this before too, and it's spelled out so in depth and you know i try and give as much information as i possibly can but there's still to be able to hit spot on what people don't understand what exactly unless they pre-select everything and then bring it to you which yeah. is you know is rare um you don't really get that at all um but even with like tile for example You know, like if I give five dollars a square foot for the material only, just using that as an example, and they go and select something that's seven dollars or seven dollars, you know, or above, I, I gotta tack on for that too because you're making a different selection. And a lot of people don't understand this concept, but you're making a different selection. We gotta take note of it in our in our office. But we're in this business to make money as builders too. Or for example, like moving, I've had some where, you know, they wanted to move a a light, for example, or like a can light or something. And, um, you know, they, we move it. It costs us, our cost, we have to pay our electrician to move it. So we got to charge them for it. And I've had, you know, so there's different charges you're going to get is what I'm getting at. And there's, there's never going to be a, exact amount you know and i guess explaining all that up front um i'll use this as an example you know the other day down here dirt uh is you know it's expensive Mm -hmm. and so we allow a certain amount of dirt from a certain point up but from a, a point some a certain point to another point they have to pay the difference and it's in our contract and just because it's to cover us as a builder, uh, we have to do it. And I explain it to everybody up front because they have to truck in dirt so far here that it's expensive per load. So, you know, I try and cover as much up front as I can. There's always going to be unknowns Uh, like here we have pilings. Me and you talked about that too. I don't know how far those are going to go down. So we give up to a certain amount, anything after that, they pay it, per foot difference you know that's a better way of doing it rather than giving them an allowance towards it so it's like you kind of got into just trying not to surprise them you know trying to deliver everything up front as much as possible and tell them as much up front that if there is anything that possibly can be an extra item just so they know and that's what i've been doing quite a bit of and when it does come they're not shocked you know yeah the difference there Yeah,
1: I think so. Making that sense, you know, obviously it's impossible to pick everything the first time we meet and put the bid together. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just that, you know, hopefully that happens one day, but right now it just doesn't (laughs) ever happen. So having allowances plugged in, letting them know up front, hey, this is kind of where, you know, that goes back to feeling your customer out before we get started. Hey, what exactly are you guys looking for? What do you like? You know, doing your homework on your uh, prospective client before you send over the build, uh, build sheet. So we know okay this is kind of the range of material we're looking in, but letting them know that these are going to be where your selections are. Anything outside of that, any extra, you know, you want level five granted. Okay. Well, you had budgeted different level three. It's going to cost more money and just being upfront with them, um, uh, and, and communication, just be always being in constant communication, letting them know the goods. Hey, we're right on schedule. Everything's rolling how it should be, um, you know, or not. So,
0: Awesome. So let's let's go on to the next topic. Let's dive deeper into the construction process. So what are you doing to guide your customers throughout the build process to help avoid, you know, the unwanted surprises too? So yeah, going a little more further into this. Absolutely. And I think
1: you know, there's always going to be a hiccup or two in the building process. It's almost inevitable, you know, whether it's weather or something's delayed, back ordered. So trying to mitigate that as much as possible is, you know, for us, I know we have, uh, we talked today, you know, different, like different construction softwares that help us as a company, but also let the homeowners see live schedules on what's going on. So that way they can always see what's going on with their project. Um, but it goes back to that constant communication thing, always staying, you know, let keep the client up to date with everything you know. So that way they always feel informed and they have an open line of communication between you know you as the builder and them as the client. They feel comfortable asking questions and back and forth like that. So um, as far as guiding the customers through the build process, you know, up front, we show them our systems. We let them know, hey, these are the steps that we do build in. Um, this is when we need our selections by. This is this is how everything works. Here's a calendar. You know, this is the projected date from start to finish and I have all the uh, goals in between milestones that we have to hit and make sure that we hit, we do everything we can to hit those um, and make sure that they feel, you know, I want them to feel like they're in control, like they're in the driver's seat, during the building process. So uh, to keep them involved as much as possible. And I think most, most of your clients like that. They like to feel like, Hey, I'm important. I'm meeting here. Um, and so that would be something else, you know, to make sure that uh, you know your builder has the, the good systems that we talked about previously that show you, how everything's going to stay on track
0: awesome so going into a different topic here and i asked i like to ask every builder this so when people walk through your you know one of your homes what are the areas that stand out most so do you have like a trademark that you you guys are known for so what stands out the most because i just like to hear this too it's kind yeah. of i love
1: when we get the clients that match up with us because to me i love when you walk in a home and you can i have you know a lot of it was very open so we talked about big windows in the back so you can see this home i mean it's very inviting um but our trademarks we spend a lot more focus i would say in the kitchen the master and the master bath um, because that's where most time in a home is spent so we want this home to perform um up to where it needs to be but just making sure the layout and the flow of the kitchen is just on another level, you know, making sure, Hey, when I'm cooking here, it really goes back in performance driven and making sure that, Hey, everything's accessible. When I'm here, I can go right here. And then the layout uh, flows for, if we have guests over, we're having a party, uh, however that is for entertaining. And then into our master bathroom, that's obviously all for our clients. So we always throw in a couple of extra things in our master bathroom that, uh, enhance the home whether it's you know a nice towel warming rack or we do a little bit extra in the master closet we put in a, a a makeup vanity for you know for whoever and then um somebody had to ask me hey what what makes your home stand out i would say the amount of effort and in intentional design in the kitchen and in the master yeah. bath. so that would be what well, i would say we're known for
0: awesome yeah i mean obviously the kitchen's the heart of the home as they say too i mean so it's a big highlight and like you said performance too in the kitchen we're working with designers now and they're all about that they're all about moving everything to where it's just the access to it to where there's a there's a prep zone here there's a prep zone you got your stove here the sinks here so it's i mean it's all performance related like you said too and the kitchen's huge it's one of the first areas somebody actually goes to or when people are looking at the house that they actually go to yeah. So on to a bigger topic to keep rolling here, uh, natural disasters. I mean, you've dealt with them where you're at. We deal with them here, hurricanes especially, where we're at, uh, similar with you. And, and um, you know, obviously Florida and Texas recently, we both got hit by some big ones uh, a couple of years ago. What are things you are doing to make your home safer? I mean, down here, obviously, we're building these things, concrete, pilings. I mean, they're elevated for flood. There's a lot of different impact glass. Yeah, um, Everything's hurricane rated here. What are some of the things you guys are doing?
1: So luckily for us in North Texas, we don't have to deal with hurricanes. Thank goodness. <laughs> we do have these crazy storms that come out of nowhere, especially in the summertime with these torrential downpours. So uh, that being said, a big thing for us is making sure that when we do get those crazy rains, that the home stays dry. So when we go out to do our grading and our drainage plans, we over, I would say over engineer them to make sure they can handle twice the amount of volume of water that would ever be possible for that property to have on it. Uh, Because here lately we've been getting these hundred year storms twice a week, you know, there for a while in the summer. So uh, that was a big deal. And then, you know, we have the, I guess they're so called hurricane straps, you know, that go from the top plate all the way down to the concrete and the slab. Yeah. To, uh, we yeah. So we have those um, to keep the home from ever lifting off, you know, in case of a tornado. Outside of that, there's nothing really crazy we have to really watch out for up here. You know, depending on where it's at, some of like the last home we just got done remodeling has a tornado shelter in the garage that uh, if something did happen to it, like you're supposed to register with the county so they know to come look for you, that was the homeowners. But things like that, you know, if it's requested, we can look at putting in tornado shelters or always making sure that in the house so there is somewhere safe to go that's structural whether it's underneath the stairs and we uh, over engineer that one right there just a little bit, just somewhere safe in that house to go. But yeah, we don't have to deal with the impact glass and hurricane shutters and the wind, rain, and testing like that, it's you guys do, so.
0: Yeah, we unfortunately do, and the cost on them, it helps, or it ups the cost a little more, but we got to do it. We got some of the strictest codes here, too, that we abide by just because of hurricane. They're basically like commercial buildings is what we're building down here, so costs are a little bit, you know, it's a little bit more, obviously, down this way. Yeah, um, But it's a good thing. I mean, these houses will withstand a major storm. A lot of the new construction where we're at, the recent storm that we had uh, held up really well. So, so and anyway.
1: It like that, I mean, because your homes are there to withstand the test of time. And it just speaks volumes for you guys. So, it's another showing. Exactly.
0: Challenge. Exactly. So um just a different question as far as your market because just to get an idea of it are you are people buying you know existing homes in your market older homes or are they mainly buying uh new homes uh new construction so as new or are they buying existing homes and tearing them down because we're getting a lot of teardowns in our market now too with some of this older stuff and yeah. Like I said, back to the hurricane thing too, and the codes here, you know, the codes have changed so much down here since the original homes, elevations are higher. So we're seeing a lot more new construction happening, which is a really good thing yeah, you know, to modernize everything. What about so, yourself?
1: Yeah, the DFW, like I said, is kind of a melting pot of everything. You know, we have people move here from all over the world, especially in DFW because it's such a business hub. The amount of remodels and new construction depends on where you're at. The more north you go, it's all new construction. Everything in in the whole North, North Texas is, uh, especially in our Plano Frisco area, it's all new. Um, It was farmland 10 years ago. And now we have these huge sky rises. The Dallas Cowboys have a practice center over there. So everything up in that area is all new construction. Now, you get back into the cities where you have your older homes, they, some of them are getting torn down up. It's in a really, really nice part of town that the value of the home is they're just astronomical. Then they're getting torn down and built back up with your customs. The remodel market has been hotter around here since, you know, 2008 when everything slowed down, everybody just started remodeling versus building new homes and it never really slowed down. Um, the remodels have gotten more expensive, more expensive. And, um, you know, the new construction that we're seeing isn't all custom homes. A lot of it is the tracking and spec homes just to deal with the amount of people that are moving here. The uh, custom market in the immediate like Keller area where I sound from, South Lake and Grapevine, is just, it, it's on fire itself just because of the area. Um, and some of the older homes that in those areas are getting torn down. They're not as old, like as you would say, downtown Ford, downtown Dallas, where those homes have been there a long time. And for some people to go in there and remodel, you know, if they've got all the pipes with lead in them and the sheetrock and the paint, you know, to, to, to go through and remodel all that would cost an arm and a leg. So it makes sense mm-hmm. to knock it down and start fresh with something new. Um, and then obviously you always have your HGTV flippers that come in and, you know, slap a coat of paint on it and say, hey, it's good to go. But um, that's kind of the trend. I mean, there's not, there, I wouldn't say the trend is kind of a melting pot of everything going on in this area. So.
0: Cool. Yeah. Good to know. So, um, to keep moving along here. So I always ask this question cause it's so important. I want to talk long-term customer relationships. So, you know, they are long-term relationships with the customers is so valuable. I mean, I dealt with something today where, uh, we built the house probably three, four years ago and that he's having some, a problem with his light and he just needed a, some a receipt for it. I mean, where those books are gone, those files are. I don't even know where they. But I think they're. But I got to go dig them up for them, which I'm willing to do. Go in our storage or whatever and find them. But uh, it's just going. The little things like that add up. You know, doing other things down the road for people, whether it's birthdays, you know, gift cards, stuff like that. Just a simple Christmas letter saying Merry Christmas. I'll help you. You know, with whatever you need, just give me a call you know, just being there for the customer. So, you know, uh, especially since, you know, it's it's such a large investment, you know, that people are doing when they're building a house, especially a custom home. Uh, how can we continue our relationships with our customers after the build, like other ways of doing it? How are you doing it? And what should people look for in that aspect? Because, I mean, there is builders, and me and you probably talked about this before, there's builders that They build the house. Yeah, they have the one year warranty. Some of them don't even abide by the one year warranty because they could care less. And, you know, you barely hear from them. You never see them again. So what can we do better to maintain those relationships? Because me and you talked about referrals, too, Mm -hmm. and to continue that relationship and referrals from other customers and keep building our businesses and our relationships with the customers. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a
1: huge thing. You know, when we finish a build with them, it's like, Hey, I'm not, it's not see you later. You know, send my last check in the mail. It's, Hey, what can we continue to do to help serve you? Whether it's um, providing some type of home service, you know, Hey, we'll come check on you. Want you know, every so often when the summer rolls around, we'll come service the AC. Um, for me, I know like if I'm in the area that I, that we have clients in every once in a while, I'll just drive by the house or I'll call them and say, Hey, are you home? Just going to come by and check on the house, make sure anything you guys need from us. Um, and we stay in pretty good contact with most of our clients, sending out, you know, a monthly newsletter, a weekly newsletter, whatever that looks like for your company, just kind of letting your clients know, Hey, this is, this is what's going on with Austin Construction. If you have any questions, let us know, you know, kind of offer, you know, if it's springtime, Hey, you need a spring cleaning, right? You need some, you want to touch up the paint, change the color, whatever that might be, um, you know, and then doing services here and there. I like to, once we finish a, a bigger build, you know, let, let it either have somebody come in and cook dinner for them at their house or send them out somewhere to a nice energy show. Hey, this is, thank you for letting us build your home and we appreciate you. I think there's, you know, every builder's is going to do it a little different. There's so many different yeah. ways that, to do that. And there's always more ways to improve on. I'm sure there's people that do way more stuff than we do. But, uh, you know, everybody has their own little take on, but just staying in, in contact with your customer. Let them know, hey, I want to build, you know, Next home, or your kids' home, or your grandkids' home. You know, I'm not just, it wasn't just a one time transaction with us. You got to build it for life. Um, and whatever that might be, you know, I have people call us all the time. Hey, you know, what about security or ATT or this or that one? Well, it really doesn't have a whole lot to do with, you know, the house is already built, but I'll be more than glad to come meet the guy over there to make sure he installs stuff correctly. Or if you have questions, call me, you know, things like that. So,
0: yeah, exactly. I mean, there's so many different ways you can do it, but you got to do it. That's you the main thing.
1: Because it. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. it's like we just talked about Some, that, believe it or not, a lot of people don't do it. I mean, I'm in a smaller area now and it, it's, there's a lot of builders that they just, it's, they don't care after the fact i mean we've been around as long as we have because we do and we have so many houses that even have, that have been reso- you know resold and they got they're on second or third homeowners and we're still helping those homeowners to you know answer anything we possibly can uh because we know who knows more about the house than the builder that built the house you know what i mean
1: Absolutely. So, yeah you're so. in a great position where you're at too being able to do that and help out your customers and your clients say so, hey i know the builder
0: so yeah yeah, exactly. So anyway, final question I like to ask every everybody because this is what this show's about. What exactly do people need to look for prior to buying or building a home in your area and why should they choose Austin Construction as their builder?
1: Uh, we'll try and keep that one down to 30 minutes. No, oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no let it roll.
1: Kind of just goes back in a brief touch on everything we went over. You know, if you're looking at buying or built, if you're looking at buying a home that's just got built, um, talk to the builder, ask for the, um, energy inspections. You know, I have no problem showing, uh, our energy certificates, how this home performed. Um, it's a big deal, you know, cause you could get one that costs 10 grand less or one that costs 10 grand more. Well, one failed, one barely passed and one passed with flying colors. Well, I'm going to make that money up on paying 10 grand more like that, especially being in Texas with my heating and cooling. Um, so, but I mean, as far as looking at homes, I mean, there's so many different, aspects to look at so you know look at like i talked about the performance on the home look at what the home does the home come with the warranty you know how long is that warranty who is the builder is it an accredited builder um what plus does it come with what what uh value added do you get when you buy this home uh can can you meet the builder can you talk to the builder things like that as far as somebody choosing austin construction man i don't know where to start on that one if i had to pick a couple different things i would say that To me, I, you know, you get a very personable experience with us. You also, you know, you start with me and you finish with me. I'm your contact through the whole thing. You know, me or my dad would be um, probably not many people are going to spend as much time on site as we do. Um, And that's just kind of how we've always been. We spend a lot more time on site, making sure everything's rolling properly because you know, as well as I do, if if you don't have somebody there, things get, get covered up. And you may never know it till two or three years down the road. And all of a sudden, we've got problems when you have somebody there that knows what's going on. We don't have those issues, right? So attention to detail is huge. I mean, that's basically what our whole company's driven off of is attention to detail. Um, And going above and beyond, you know, over-delivering on what we said we were going to. Because there's nothing better than when, you know, a homeowner gets to walk in their home that's just got completely clean for the first time. And they're just like, wow, you can watch it on their face. It's one of the coolest feelings to me. Um, and then just telling you know, thank you, thank you over again. But um, that would be some of the reasons to pick Austin Construction. I mean, you get a super personable experience. You get a great product. You have the knowledge to back it up. That's been you know, 25 plus years in the industry um, of of knowledge to to help you out. So.
0: Austin, that's awesome and a lot of great information today i really appreciate you coming on man and and, and like i said i've been wanting to have you on uh because i mean you're very similar situation so thank you again for coming on so last question where can uh people find you as far as social media anything
1: yeah we've got a website uh it's austinconstruction.com you can find us on facebook and instagram at austin it's at austin construction um, we're going to start up the newsletter pretty soon. So on the website, you can subscribe to that if that's something you're interested in seeing what's uh, building trends are kind of going on in our area, you know, what's upcoming and things to watch out for like we talked about. So a couple different ways to get a hold of us there. And uh, man, I can't thank you enough for having me on. I really appreciate it.
0: No, man. Thank you. Yeah, And uh, once again, yeah, I really appreciate it. And I'll see everybody on the next step. So thanks, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Real Build. And guys, if you would just take a little bit of your time to write a review below, I'd really appreciate it. It doesn't take long. Obviously, reviews are going to make this show be heard by more people. And that's what we need. We need to get this out there. So please, write a review. Share it with your friends and family. And thank you so much for everybody that's listening. And I'll see you guys on the next episode.